Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. You're listening to In the NoCo, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Thursday, October 5th. I'm Erin O'Toole. In a few moments, we'll hear from the music director of the Fort Collins Symphony, which is celebrating its 100th year with a slate of special programs beginning this weekend. But first, we begin today's show from the picket lines of the Kaiser Permanente strike that started yesterday. Thousands of healthcare workers in Colorado and other states have walked off the job for three days. The union representing these workers points to unfair labor practices and says Kaiser was refusing to bargain. They want raises for workers who they say are stretched thin amid a serious employee shortage. Workers say that shortage is having big impacts on patient care. Currently, it's taking a week or two weeks or six weeks, really, to get people in to see their providers for rashes and sickness and stubbed toes and medications. We're now working for a very large company, which grew from something very small. And I think some of these other companies that are striking are the same way. And I think that once you get that big, sometimes you forget where you come from. You have patients, you have bills that have to get paid, you have kids that need to eat. So that's why right now it's like, I work because I have to, not because I want to or because that's my passion. That's why I got into healthcare because I loved helping people. And now it's like, do I even want to go to work? We do not have the staff. Patients are not getting their phone calls. They're not getting their results. They're not getting their appointments. They're not getting anything that actually they pay their insurance for because Kaiser will not allow, uh, will not hire any more staff. That was medical assistant Justice Wilson in Longmont, licensed practical nurse Tanya Stoner in Fort Collins, and medical assistants Amber Aguilera and Shannon Jones in Denver. In a statement emailed to in the NOCO, Kaiser representatives said they're at the bargaining table with union leaders. They said they'd reached an agreement on several proposals as of late Tuesday. Unions are having a moment right now, and polls show Americans are overwhelmingly in support of them. Do you belong to a union or wish you could unionize? We want to hear from you. Send us an email at noco at kunc.org. That's n-o-c-o at kunc.org. The Fort Collins Symphony is turning 100 years old. That is no small feat for any community institution. They began in 1923 as a group of volunteer musicians, eventually becoming a professional organization around 1949. I spoke with music director and conductor Maestro Wes Kenny to learn how organizations like the symphony stay relevant over so many decades. Well, I, I would point out that 
we have our signature concerts, which are our iconic events throughout the season. But the Fort Collins Symphony is also folding into a lot of other entities and performances that take place in the, the city of Fort Collins. For example, in October, we are doing a Halloween program, which is Halloween Pops, and uh, that is something that's generated by the Fort Collins Symphony. But we are also playing a brand new ba uh, ballet with the uh, Canyon Concert Ballet, Dracula. Um, and we're not we're performing it not just in Fort Collins, but we're also going out to Braley and playing it at the Union Colony Civic Center. So that's very exciting. You know, and we have played uh, operas. We've collaborated in the past with Opera Fort Collins. And so, you know, the Fort Collins Symphony is not just an orchestra that performs on its own, but we do a lot of collaboration. And we're always looking for opportunities uh, to perform in other locales. And, uh, you know, and I think a symphony orchestra needs to do that because it's uh, it's a area of influence is an important part of how we garner an audience uh, you know we do a lot of educational programs uh, we play for every fourth and fifth grader in the city of fort collins every year in january but you know as i said you know you're going to find the fort collins symphony in a lot of places and you know we are what we believe you know the cultural icon in northern colorado and now you're celebrating 100 years. I'm wondering, how do you commemorate a century? What pieces do you have planned for this season? You know, that's a, that's a very good question. So one of the first things that I did was to say, all right, well, the orchestra was founded in 1923. Let's see what was written in 1923. And so uh, on the first concert, uh, we have uh, music of the great Italian composer Ottorino Respighi, his Ancient Airs and Dances number two. Uh, and then the second program, we have the Haydn Symphony 100. You know, go figure why we chose that. And even at the uh, at the end of the season, we uh, the Bartok Dance Suite, Bartok being, you know, just this Hungarian composer who was one of the first ethnomusicologists, you know, went in and uh, traveled the you know the hinterlands of Hungary and picked up melodies and uh, incorporated them into his music and, and so people will you know every concert has has something that connects us to the year 100 you know and it's just when you take an idea that you say okay well let's do something that's going to help us celebrate the 100th anniversary well, it's really just a, an idea and an excuse to hang good music on. Well, classical music has a reputation for not being very diverse. I'm wondering if you could speak to how performing organizations like the Fort Collins Symphony are working to change that, uh, to bring in more composers of color or uh, maybe appeal to more diverse audiences. So I think there's always an interest in um, classical music, you know, especially now that we've seen uh, an uptick in programming that fits BIPOC DEI ideals. Uh, so for example, at our concert, we have William Grant Still on the program, a piece of his called Miniature Overture, which, I mean, I was looking for a short piece, but. I mean, he is, uh, you know, as a black composer, probably one of the first to gain notoriety 
in this country. And I think that those people with programming responsibilities, obviously mostly conductors, we see that the you know these kinds of pieces are now finding their way as a regular part of the programming. And I think people are are interested in you know in in that part of what an orchestra plays. Music director of the Fort Collins Symphony, Wes Kenny. Wes, thank you so much for joining us today and best of luck in your next century of performing. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. The symphony's 2023-2024 season, then and now, begins this Saturday with a performance of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony featuring the Larimer Chorale. You can find more information at fcsymphony.org slash 100. That's it for us today here on In the NoCo. We'll be back tomorrow with more of what's happening in Northern Colorado. Our producer is Jocelyn Mesa-Miranda. KUNC's Natalie Skoland and Alex Hager contributed reporting for today's show. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm your host, Erin O'Toole. We'll see you next time.